Hello and welcome to another episode of the Heart Chamber Podcast. I am your host, Boots Knighton. Oh my gosh, today's episode with Dr. Cody Goldman really gave me so much to think about in my continued journey with my heart and my body, my weight. It has been a really interesting journey since my heart surgery with a little bit of weight gain. And I know many other heart patients struggle with the same thing. So I feel so lucky that I got to spend time with Cody and then bring him to you, my listeners. One nugget that he shared with me that really gave me like pause was when he said, when you're approaching a healthcare provider, ask yourself, do they have the health that you want? And I had never thought of it that way. There's so much more just like that in this episode. I hope you'll reach out to Cody. I hope you will follow him on social media. He is such a kind soul who just really wants to help people optimize their health. So without further ado, I bring you Dr. Cody Goldman. Welcome to the Heart Chamber, Hope, Inspiration, and Healing, Conversations on Open Heart Surgery. I am your host, Boots Knighton. If you are a heart patient, a caregiver, a healthcare provider, a healer, or are just looking for open-hearted living, this podcast is for you. To make sure you are in rhythm with the heart chamber, be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you are listening to this episode. While you're listening today, think of someone who may appreciate this information. The number one way people learn about a podcast is through a friend. Don't you want to be the reason someone you know gained this heartfelt information? And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, two different places, at boots.nighton or at the Heart Chamber Podcast. You can also find me on LinkedIn as well as Facebook. But enough with the directions. Without further delay, let's get to this week's episode. Dr. Cody, welcome to the Heart Chamber. Dr. Cody is joining me today from Denver, Colorado, and I'm so excited to bring you, Dr. Cody, to my audience. Dr. Cody is quite the expert at, gosh, how would you say it, the weight loss journey? How do you explain this to your patients? Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't initially start in weight loss. I was, uh, I joined the military at 17, and I was a tank commander. And this is important to understanding how I even got here. I uh, had injuries in the military. I was, I was uh, basically, I started having numbness in my hands and tingling through my arm, heart palpitations. And I went to nerve specialists, cardiovascular specialists, went to many specialists. None, they couldn't find what was wrong. They kept, you know, telling me nothing's wrong, but they would find some kind of prescription to give me at 17. And so uh, finally, my mom said, you should go see a chiropractor. And I said, I don't want to see a chiropractor. I want to see a real doctor. And she said, well, I don't know what to tell you. And I already seen as many real doctors as I could. And I went there and he did an x-ray in my neck and he, he found a pinched nerve in my neck. Well, I said, that's not true. I already saw a neurologist. He said, listen, neurologists don't look for nerves being pinched in your neck. I'm like, why wouldn't they do that? That didn't make any sense to me. He did an adjustment with me. 
And after months and months of not just numbness in my fingertips, but I started losing strength. The bullets on a tank are 100 pounds a piece. And I was lifting them above my head. And you can do three a minute. So after a while, I was at the point where at, by 19, I, I couldn't do this anymore. He did that adjustment and had an electrical signal shot like a lightning bolt shoot down my arm and hand. And instantly, the feeling and came back. Over the course of several months, my heart palpitation went away. My asthma cleared up. And I was so like, I didn't understand this. So I started opening up a book and I found the same nerves that control your heart, control your arm. No one ever told me that before. No one ever told me that. I didn't know that was the case. The same nerves that control your lungs, control parts of your neck and also your muscles in your chest. I didn't know there was any connection there. So that was the moment I decided to become a chiropractor. And if I fast forward, I had a wellness clinic for over uh, 17 years. And I spent time working with people through diabetic conditions. I had people heal from cancers, hearts, hearts conditions, all kinds of stuff. But it wasn't until about 10 years in, I saw my patients doing very unhealthy weight loss programs. And I'll list them off. Even the fad diets of paleo, keto, South Beach, fasting. Fasting has benefits, but not for weight loss. I want to say this clearly. I want to, I want to be the anti-fasting guy right now. Fasting is the biggest trend. I have done more weight loss consults with people who are 30 pounds overweight and they love to fast. And I'm like, great, that, I'm glad you love to fast, but it's not helping you in weight loss. They're like, yeah, I guess it's really not. So I started doing this because I realized I had a patient, I don't know if you're familiar with HCG, human chronic gonadotropin. It was a pregnancy hormone that was being injected into women over the last 10 years to lose weight. And people lost all kinds of weight. Women lost all kinds of weight, but I had a patient who got breast cancer because of it. The FDA eventually banned it. And now people are still doing it. Doctors are still doing it. It's proven to cause cancer. So you inject in yourself and it immediately turns your body into this fat burning machine. It's amazing. I lost weight. Now you have freaking cancer. So I finally decided, got together with a few of my natural healthcare friends and created a program that was based on truthful information was based on healthy physiology and based on facts, wasn't based on all this fad crap that's being led to the public. So that's how I came to into the weight loss journey. Wow. You should see the, my facial expressions. It just so many like lightning bolts went off in my head and also some anger because there are several like doctors that I follow on Instagram, I won't mention their names, but are like saying that ketosis is the only way. And as like a 50,000 foot view, like I'm also learning that if a doctor says this is the way without much wiggle room <laughs> and without yeah. taking into the patient's perspective, that that's probably not exactly the way. What that's called is polarization. Polarization means nothing in life is absolute. And so right. like I used to be polarized in chiropractic, like in a chiropractic okay. way, if you'd be healthy, that's like one way, like mm -hmm. there's millions of people who don't see a chiropractor who are healthy. Like, come on, like this is, mm -hmm. let's just all wake up. Really? Mm -hmm. blood, mm -hmm. Like blood pressure, blood pressure pills the way to keep, you know, keep blood pressure down. Yeah. But statistically the same amount of people die from heart attacks and strokes on blood pressure pills as off blood pressure pills. It's interesting. So it's like, there's no absolute to any of this. There's this range that's quite interesting of all of it. So I like what you're saying. No absolutes. You got to take it, try to take in all sides of things and really listen who you're talking to. And does the person have something specifically that they have the health that you want? 
I think that's a really important question. Go and ask your doctor, hey, would you teach me to eat right? You wouldn't even want to know how that person eats. Now, I'm making a big generalization. That's not everybody. But it's worth really looking at that. The person I'm asking health advice from, do they have the health that I want? It's important to ask. Oh, yeah. So audience, I'm making a whole list of questions that I'm going to put in the show notes from Dr. Cody for you to ask your healthcare provider. So you can literally have this episode up and go into your doctor and just have these questions as like little reminders of how to advocate for yourself. Because remember, we are all CEO of our health and we are hiring healthcare providers to be on our team. We also are allowed to fire them. So Dr. Cody, one burning question. You mentioned you got together with other healthcare providers and wanted to create, how would you say, a system, a curriculum, book? I know you wrote a book and you said based on facts. Now, here's something I've really been struggling with lately. Facts. Where do you actually find facts (laughs) that are reliable? Yeah. It's a very good question. Let me drop some of this on everybody. Facts can be relative. That's the problem. So let me me just run this through. Have you ever heard of the fact theory fantasy triangle? Okay. My husband and I were just talking about this the other day. Uh, Yes, but remind the listeners. Yeah, this is a metaphysical principle of finding truth. All truths are composed of fact theory and fantasy. Every truth has fact theory and fantasy. So just feel into this. The story of Santa Claus, most people were, let's say they're five, six years old. Santa Claus was a fact for you. As you was the up. Easter bunny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you grew up, maybe you overheard someone talking about Santa Claus not being real. And maybe you saw your dad take a bite of those cookies. And now that that fact turned into theory. And you guys know theory is something that hasn't been proved or disproved. So you don't, you're not sure yet. But then your parents sit down with you and have a conversation and they say, we're sorry, we've been lying to you. There is no Santa Claus. Now, what was a fact, that was a theory, goes into fantasy. So which piece of it was the truth? Well, all three. All three, because at right. the point of relative, yeah, it's just relative to your perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's an important thing to answer that question. I personally, you know, in this day and age, you can go on, as you know, Google And you can prove or disprove anything. I don't care what it is. I can go prove how chiropractors are horrible. I can prove how they're amazing. I can prove how heart surgery is horrible. I can prove how heart surgery is amazing. So that's a good question. And so one of the things I'd love to tune people in with, people who are very cerebral driven aren't going to like my answer, but it's important. You need to start using your feeling, your intuition. People, we all have a strong feeling, a strong sense, a strong gut sense. Your gut sense is more powerful than any cognitive function I have ever found because the cognitive function exists in a polarized place. It exists in goods and bads. But when you feel into frequency and energy, you can feel sometimes you're like, I just don't feel good about this doctor. You don't have any logical reason, but people will stay with that doctor. And then six years later go, oh my God, that's why I had that feeling. So listen, I know it's not a scientific answer. But I think we should probably get away a little bit from the logical science piece of this and follow your gut feeling. Yeah, a few years ago, I was all cerebral. And I remember when I first found out about my heart, 
I was 42. I was an athlete, professional athlete. And I had lived in this fact that my heart was just fine until I had, you know, an incident while mountain biking. And then all of a sudden I had three defects I didn't know anything about. Right. And then it turned into a fantasy. Right. And so I was so cerebral for a while and like researching each of the defects and trying to find the right surgeon. And I realized that part of that was almost like a coping mechanism because it was so shocking to learn that more than one thing wrong with my heart. And I know that there's other heart patients who have been there where like, you just don't even deal with the emotional side. You can't because it's just too overwhelming. And so like, for me, I just over researched everything. But as I continued to work with my therapist and process shock and just my, you know, radical acceptance that I had been born imperfect and different, then I was able to more tune in with my intuition. And so, you know, it really took a professional to help me get more in tune with that feeling part because those were really big feelings and really big intuitions too, because I knew deep down I was in really deep shit. Yeah, I love I love what you're saying. It's it, this is a process of coming into. I mean, you can call it your inner guidance, you know. Mm-hmm. But life is happening for us. Like, listen, I've been through a life-threatening situation. I was I was sick for a year and a half, and I didn't walk for six months in 2019. And so, wow, the, that was a moment where basically I was. I mean, I was on my deathbed. And now it's the most critical moment in my life because I was seeing the things I was avoiding. These things happen for us, not to us. Oh, yeah. yeah. They wake us up, you know? So it's really big. And and um, just kind of weaving all this in together, kind of going back to what you were just asking, just about, you know, people asking questions. As a chiropractor, one of the things I loved having people do with their doctor was asking the question, why? And, and it's simple. Okay, cool. Hammy, take this uh, blood pressure pill. Why? Well, just ask them why. Most people don't even ask why. Can you tell me why? Well, because it'll keep your blood pressure low. Okay, doc, why do you want my blood pressure low? Have them explain it to you. Why? Well, uh, we've seen, so why would I want my blood pressure low? Most people don't realize that if you don't have high blood pressure, you can't blow out the plaque in your arteries. It's one of the major functions of high blood pressure. This is why when people are on blood pressure pills, they have a heart, they literally have the same amount of people, like I said, that have heart attacks and strokes. So I'm not testing and saying someone's wrong. I'm just kind of saying, hey, it might be really worth asking why. Because when you finally get down to the why, there's some basic fundamentals to the why. Am I suppressing symptoms or am I fixing the cause? And I'm not knocking either. But when my patients really got to start asking that question, why? Most of the time, they were coming down to why? So you can stop the pain. However, Pain is our most motivating power. It's the most motivating force we have. And so most people who are avoiding their symptoms with whatever it is, end up with bigger problems. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really like people to dig into, you have the pain, which going into pain and really listening to your pain, I know it's challenging, Mm -hmm. but it's not as challenging as the pain having to get louder because you're not listening to it. Amen to that, being proactive. Yeah. So- I'm like two and a half years into my journey on on the other side, and I'm dealing with 20 extra pounds, which is a lot because I am five feet tall. And my normal weight is about 110 with muscle, like being strong. 
and I'm at 130. I never thought I'd utter those numbers. I didn't think it was possible for me to get 130. So I had been talking to my cardiologist about it up until last spring when I have basically elected to only see her hopefully on emergency basis and hopefully I never have another emergency. <laughs> she was like, well, just take these water pills or just wait it out. And I've come to find out I ended up working with a naturopath and I had an amazing amount of inflammation because I had been exposed to mold. And of course, my cardiologist is in this one little silo, so she's not thinking biotoxin illness. Thankfully, I didn't take her at her last word because I by by then I was already so in tune with my intuition and I knew she was wrong. And so I've been on the biotoxin healing journey, which is going to be a whole nother episode. But I only share that with you. I would love to hear just your take on how you approach weight loss. And also tell us just about your book. Tell us like all the things. Yeah. So I'll kind of weave this <laughs> in for you for sure. I love, appreciate okay. your question. I love you. love the journey you've gone through. Mm-hmm. And especially you guys now, those listening, you're talking to a doctor who puts uh, natural health first. So you got to understand, I'm also like in terms of longevity, I'm 45 and I, I am certainly more healthy than most 25 year olds. But when I was in my twenties, I was really sick. Okay. So I have figured some of these things out myself and I figure out how to know what not to do. So in regards to what you said, look, you're right now where you are, you go, Hey, I have 20 pounds of fat, 20 pounds of fat. And what you said is a lot. I want to back this up. We, since COVID, What's happened with America is we have started making it okay to be 20 pounds overweight. And I might have a lot of people who are going to be irritated me saying this, but I'm going to say it. Loving yourself is one thing. Having 20 pounds of fat is deadly. It's not about loving your fat. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you go to Target, now they have plus size models. And I get what that was for. It was like, well, let's make sure we love our big body. No, you're killing yourself. This is why the book is called Four Secrets to Healthy Weight Loss. Okay. It has nothing to do with cosmetics, okay? Most women I get on the phone with who have 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds overweight, they feel so bad about themselves. They're punishing themselves, not wearing clothes they want, not being intimate with their husband. They're confident women, but they don't feel confident in their body. This is what matters to me. I don't care about you buying bigger clothes. I want you to feel good about yourself. And there's a few things we did into all this, okay? So let me, I wanna kind of, kind of dispel some things that I think it'll help tie all this together. The four secrets to healthy weight loss are written in in such that it dispels what hasn't worked. 80% of weight loss programs in America fail. This is not me. This is an American statistic. You can Google that. 80% of all the programs, you end up gaining the weight back. That's not okay. So number one, most people aren't familiar that when they say I want to lose weight, you can lose three types of weight. It's fat, water, and muscle. What most people are doing uh, with ketogenic fasting, they're doing what's called a caloric deficit. And you're familiar with that. So, well, if I want to lose weight, I just reduce my calories. And you have something called an anti-starvation mechanism yep. in your brain. When you rob yourself of calories, when you skip meals, you are literally telling your brain to influence your body to store fat, not burn it. So the best way to get fat is to fast. Rob yourself of calories. You want to be fat? Rob yourself of calories. Now, people go, that doesn't make any sense. I have doctors who go, that doesn't make any sense. It does. 
it's wired into you. It's yeah. literally been there for millions of years from the caveman, cave people days, right? And so it is a survival mechanism. And why? Fat is God's most beautiful fuel source for the human body and brain. It's important for people really understand this. Fat is the most powerful and clean burning fuel source for the human brain and body. That's very important people hear that. In 1960, there was a research done by Harvard Medical School where they researched at the time, why were people getting so many more heart problems? This is 1960s, okay, Harvard. And they researched sugar and fat. Well, the article found that fat was making people fat. And that's what started with the whole low-fat craze, okay? Mm -hmm. In the 1990s, you can look this up. It's Dr. Christina Kern was in the basement of Harvard Medical School. This is public knowledge. She found where that evidence and that journal and that study was fabricated and they lied. They actually found that sugar was causing heart problems, okay. not fat. And there were, by the way, this is the 1960s. It's now 30, 40 years later. There's no one that can get in trouble because they're already dead or retired. doesn't matter anymore. People still think that that's the enemy. So why do I say this? Because when the low-fat craze happened, they started filling people's food with sugar. And that is what they found were causing heart conditions mm -hmm. and causing fat. Now, why does that happen? Why would eating sugar cause people to be fat? It's, I think it's important. But I want to just see if there's anything that you wanted to – did anything that stirred anything up for you or talk about? No, I'm just pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's like that and the food pyramid, right? It's like, there's yes, just so amen. much yes. bullshit out there. Anyway, the continue. I'm just going to sit here and be pissed while you keep talking. <laughs> I, I think, by the way, and generally, if you guys are enjoying this, read the book. It's only 90 pages. And people are like, oh, my God, it is like all the truth that I have found that truly not just for me reading, but what works. And that's another aspect of truth, by the way, is my experience. So my experience with thousands of patients are inside this true real patients who actually are healthy, not just losing weight. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the, so the story is in the book, by the way. And where I got this information from is a book called Sugar Blues by William Duffy. He, he writes the, the, the entire account of this whole process. It's amazing. So anyway, very important because of the food guide pyramid, because of what you said, the very bottom food guide pyramid was bread, cereal, rice, and pasta. And it said that should be your largest serving per day, six to 11 servings, okay? As you know, those are simple carbohydrates. Those break down into sugar in your body. Whatever you give your body over time, if you give your body enough of, it becomes efficient at burning. So this is a principle, principle number two, that's very important for people. Most people have become sugar burners instead of fat burners. This is very, very important. There is no amount of dieting that will change you back. It'll take a very long time. If you've been eating sugar and your body has become a sugar burner, you've had a hormonal change. Leptin and ghrelin are the two hormones that in your hypothalamus, literally leptin and ghrelin, they flip and they stop using fat as a fuel source and start using sugar. And that did happen wow. again, I believe, because of those two things, the FDA, the food guide pyramid, and also them loading our, our food with sugar. So how do you know if you're a sugar burner? You are storing excess fat on your body. Your brain's not using the fat in your body. It's pretty simple. Okay. You'll notice less energy. 
<laughs> more emotional ups and downs. Also, you may experience more dis-ease or symptomatic processes. Everything from joint pains, headaches, digestive issues, emotional imbalances, the list goes up and down. So sugar is one of the worst fuel sources that we have, right? Yeah, I know, I know. And this is when <laughs> I'm I, pointing to myself and I feel like I'm pretty healthy, but I'm like, oh, he's, he's just blowing it up over here. <laughs> By the way, I'm not speaking for my high horse. And when I was out with the bodybuilder in my 20s, and by the time I got to my 30s, I had so much excess fat on me. And I was a, I was a doctor. I was a healthcare provider. I'm healthy. I was running. I was fit. I still had muscle. I was so tired. I was irritated all the time. I was going through emotional ups and downs. I didn't realize burning sugar does that. So when we weave this all in with what you talked about with the heart condition, what you've gone through, it's very important to understand that if you're building your body off of sugar, you're building your vital cells and tissues, nerve tissue, internal organs off of sugar. When people really get that, it makes sense. This has nothing to do with you being fat. It has to do with you storing fat mm -hmm. and why we need to get you back to using fat. So that's what the entire book really gets people. And that's what the program does is get people back to being a fat burner. Just like you entered this planet, you entered this planet as a little baby, as a fat burner. Let's get you back there. That's what it's all about. And the book shows us how. Yeah, run through the process of how to do that. Exactly. Okay. So first, you know, it's making sure that we dispel, as I've mentioned here, why you don't want to reduce calories. Once you reduce calories, you burn some fat, but you eventually start burning muscle. Mm -hmm. And and that's where people dig in their protein storages and they feel really bad. So you've got to get what it is, is about getting the right amount of calories in. So your caloric output should equal your caloric input and not be one way or the other. So that takes a little bit of work to do. And then secondly, we I run people through our process that the program that we created is called the Fast 40. It's 40 days, and we actually use a herbal that we created, an herbal supplement to actually change someone's hormones back to burning fat as a fuel source. Otherwise, it'll take, I mean, most people would dump in sugar in their body. It'll take years, years of trying to eat right. Most people that say, listen, I eat vegetables, I eat fruit, I don't drink, I don't eat sugar, and I still can't lose weight. That lets me know it's because your brain's not identifying fat as a fuel source. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't had a drink in 13 and a half years. I'm like doing what I think is everything is right and above board and still. Uh, the third one, we haven't gotten to number three. So we first talked about which type of weight to lose. Then we also talked about basically the, the hormonal switch. Okay. Yep. So really, really important to understand this piece of it. When there is uh, the, the concept of sugar burning and fat burning, you understand now that I can eat right, I can exercise, right? But the problem is I got to switch it back. So a hormonal reset is what is really required, okay? And this is not the type of hormones that I'm talking about when women go to the doctor and the, and the doctor goes, oh, you're now 40, it's hormones. Oh, you're 50. I want people to, I want women to hear this. You don't have excess weight on your body because you're 40. You don't have excess weight on your body because you're 50. You don't have excess weight because you're a woman. This is absolute bullshit. Now, yes, you have higher percentages of fat than men. Yes. But not in the ranges that are that are like 10, 20, 30 pounds, right? Maybe a few more pounds. But you're not having fat. So I want to dispel that because so many women will just stop searching for an answer because their doctor told them 
they're 50 and now their body's just going to do this thing. Does that make sense? Yes, because I've heard it. (laughs) And I know friends have heard it. And even a loved one said to me the other day, well, you know, your body's changing because I'm 45 also. And he's like, well, you know, your body's going through changes now. So it's just normal. It's endemic in society to think that this is normal. What I'm hearing you say over and over again is that what is, quote, normal is not correct. What Mm -hmm. we have normalized in society is not correct and it's killing us. Yeah, it's exactly. You're 50. That's why you're tired now. That's because your hormones. That's why you've got. Yeah. So what that does is I've got a pill that will really help you. To me, it just helps the selling process. If a woman knew that, then I did this for years with hundreds of people. I saw 300 people a week for years of my patients, most of them women, um, because women tend to take care of themselves better than men in general across the board. But when they started to have this conversation and they realized it wasn't because they were 50, um, it was like they just released them like, wait a minute, you're right. We're not built to be 50 and slowing down. It's really not the case. Yes, the body goes through physiological processes, but I don't know if you guys have seen even the the study on called the Blue Zones. There's a big Netflix documentary. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. There are people in other cultures living well past 100 and functioning. And we have people in this country at 50 and 60 in nursing homes. It has nothing to do, right? So, so I say this because, yeah, dispelling, you know, the what people have been told, your weight and your energies because of your age. Nope. So we we clear that out right away. So we've got a, the hormone reset we're talking about is specifically with leptin and ghrelin. We have people remove sugar and alcohol for 40 days while taking our herbal supplement. There's no chemicals in it, no drugs. And what it does, it triggers your hypothalamus to basically start looking at the fat on the body. And it's such a cool thing because what happens every single time by about day seven, the first week people have sugar withdrawal, even people who are not really eating sugar like you and, 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 and drink alcohol, they still go through this. By day 14, I hear this, Dr. Goldman, my joints aren't hurting anymore. I didn't know this was going to happen. I just started hearing this from patients. I'm like, what do you mean they don't hurt anymore? Dr. Goldman, I don't have to take my arthritis medication anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't realize the byproduct when you are a sugar burner, the byproduct is toxins. Many people know that many types of cancer use sugar to metastasize. So if there was any reason way beyond uh, you know what you look like aesthetics if there's any reason to become fat burner it's this that many types of cancer don't utilize fat to metastasize fat was designed for you so having like when you have days where you're just mentally on people call being flow it's when you're burning fat fat has nine calories per gram and i know you know this but just for listeners versus protein and carbohydrates have four yep So this is the other piece of this. Calories are not your enemy. That's like saying that gasoline is an enemy to your car. It's the same thing. That's like you saying, I'm going to go on a trip and I need to reduce my gas tank. I'd be like, what are you talking about? This is making sense. Calories are a measurement of the heat or energy that's used by your body. For me to move my arms and talk to you, I'm burning calories. Well, I've got to replenish those. So there is more than double the energy source in a fat versus protein and carbohydrate. So it's basically like using jet fuel. You're on jet fuel when you're burning fat and you're on a crappy, I don't know, 
gas station gas tank, right? <laughs> when you're burning like protein carbohydrate relatively, sugar is like even worse. So that's the, the third principle here. <laughs> it's like 85 with ethanol in it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But <laughs> just sugar, all, right? <laughs> right, and your fuel filter's backed up and your everything's getting dirty in your engine. That's exactly it. And you, and you have other symptoms in your car. Exactly. So you and I are going to go on a tour and we're going to change the world together. Yes. Because I'll be like Spice Girl and I'll be like, hey, listen to this guy. Okay, so two was a hormonal switch, switching the leptin. And what was the other hormone again? Leptin and ghrelin. How do you spell ghrelin? G-H-R-G-L-E-L-I-N. Ghrelin. G-H-R-G-L-I-N. I miss the H. So number three. Mm-hmm. So the two, one was choosing the right type of fat, muscle, mm-hmm. water, or fat. Two is, are you a sugar burner or a fat burner? That's number two. I'm mm-hmm. kind of weaving these all together, I know. Mm-hmm. The three yeah. is, are you, yeah, are the hormones pointing to sugar or are they pointing to fat? Okay. Got it. Got it. And, and then, yeah, four is one of my favorites. I spent 10 years in metaphysics. I trained people and I was a hypnotherapist, okay? I actually was a hypnotist as well. So I understand the way the brain is wired. And it's very important. So for the secret, and the book goes through the process, but it's an, an emotional rewire. You're going to love this. This takes it to the next level. Actually, no weight loss program addresses someone's emotions and their mental state. Almost none. So we added this into this. Your brain, it has a primitive brain center called the amygdala. This is inherited from animals, okay? So the animalistic brain center is still in you. You also have an advanced part of your brain called the frontal lobe. This is the more evolved centers that separates humans from animals. Your amygdala is still operating. The amygdala seeks pleasure and avoids pain. That's what it does. It's survival. When we get pleasure, it's because we have dopamine released in our brain. The reason that the sugar companies in the 1960s paid Harvard to falsify evidence about the fat was because they knew that sugar, we have seen this since the 1500s, by the way, 1500s, that sugar is addictive. Sugar releases dopamine. Sugar uses the same receptors in the brain as cocaine, same receptors. So here's how I found this out. I have a patient who was a a methamphetamine user. All of his teeth were out. He went through the process. He's now a really evolved, very spiritual person. And he did my weight loss program. Did he get new teeth? uh, I don't know. You know, this was years ago. He didn't get new teeth at the time. Because, yeah, he was still rebuilding his life. But he was an amazing person. Incredible. Like, very spiritually focused. When you go through something like that recover, you're pretty aware. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. he said, by day 10, he goes, Dr. Goldman, this is crazy. I'm having the same withdrawal symptoms, not pulling out sugar, as I did when I withdrew from methamphetamines. And I thought, that's really wild. I've heard that has the same receptors. He went through the same process. That's terrifying. That is that powerful. And it's legal. And legal. Criminalizing all these other drugs, but yet here's sugar rampant throughout our entire food chain. Continue. It, yep. And sugar releases your dopamine in your brain gives you the false sense. No, it's not false, but it gives you a sense of pleasure. So when you go eat a piece of candy or you get a Starbucks drink with the pumps of sugar, your brain literally tells you you're doing good in your life. You should feel good about yourself. So here's why I'm saying this. Most people are avoiding the pain in their life, specifically the emotional pain. This is done very creatively. Most people avoid feelings. 
the way you avoid feelings, get on depression pills, get anxiety pills. It's a great way to avoid your feelings. Your feelings are there as a guidance. Most people do not want to feel bad. And the problem with that is that feeling bad is our best communication from God. That's what I feel. It is the most powerful communication from God is you feeling like shit. So you change your damn relationship. So you change your job to get out of the things that are not serving you. But you stay in those things because of the dopamine hits that you can get that make you feel better and not have to feel your pain. This is where sugar is involved. So you can kind of see with what I just said was a lot. But I watch people start my program. They'll lose 15, 25, 30 pounds in, of fat, of only fat in 40 days. And it's a big problem. Now they don't have the excess weight and whatever they were trying to cover up starts coming up. And so I've literally had women, conversations with women. And again, I have very few male clients, not because it's just because women, even as a chiropractor, most of my clients were women. Women take care of themselves better than men, just across the board. But women who come in, lose weight, and then go, Dr. Goldman, I have a big problem. What is it? I'm feeling good and I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel my emotions again. And I go, well, what's the problem with that? Is I think I'd leave my husband if I let myself feel these emotions. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do about that? I'm here as your weight loss coach, right? Mike, this is a different type of coaching here. <laughs> I can't coach you. If God can't get you out of your relationship, I'm not going to get you out. That's what I usually tell them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. And I'm not here to change your relationship. I'm here to help you connect with your own inner guidance. So the rewiring really has to do with, number one, getting people comfortable with feeling bad. I, I can't tell you the power of this. I have watched people not feel their emotions. And the more that you repress, the more that it will express in your body physiologically. The more emotional pain you push down, the more physical symptoms you will have. So I want to just stop there and kind of feel into that. Yes. So I was recently getting some help with my biotoxin illness at a more focused clinic. And part of the treatment protocol was a colonic. And it was an amazing experience. I did eight of them in two and a half weeks. And I have been battling IBS for several years now. And I was absolutely amazed at what I learned about the colon and what was storing in my digestive area. And when I really started to like trust the process because it wasn't the most fun. It was like a lot of work. I pushed my sleeves up and rolled into there every time and like, okay, I have to get to work because it's healing is hard work. It just is. And once I really started to get things moving, it took about, I think it was the fourth visit out of eight that I really was able to finally let go. I felt like I was getting rid of generational trauma. And I also had flashbacks of cleaning out my mom's house after she died. She died nine weeks after my open heart surgery. So Mm -hmm. it was a really, really hard time. And that's probably where I was exposed to mold. And so 
I bring all that up because yes, when you are resetting the body, it is amazing what comes up. And thankfully, I have the distress tolerance skills now to handle really uncomfortable emotions, and I'm not afraid to ask for help. And so I love like you seem like you would be an amazing coach. And I also just want to support all my listeners. If you don't have a therapist, by God, hire one because if all of the world had a therapist, we would be a completely different planet. Yeah, well said. And I've used coaches throughout the years. And, you know, I do high level coaching with people, as you can see, but based on some of these principles. I want to mention something that is on topic with what you just said. And I think will be a really gem for everybody listening and you. I'll make this very short. I got Lyme disease, black mold, and parasites all together from traveling to China multiple times. So you won the lottery. That's that's yeah. quite the amazing journey. Mm-hmm. So I was sick mm-hmm. for a year and a half, and I didn't walk for six months, didn't physically touch the ground for six months. So at that, that point, was 2019. 2019, yeah. Okay. So this is important for people to hear because I was Mr. Focused on Health. And like I said, I know things happen for a reason. It brought me into these levels of cognitions and awarenesses of, of now that I can speak from a level of understanding life in a whole different way. When you have an awareness like you've had, when you come close to death, things change. I no longer value the physical things as much as I value the love and connection I share with people. And I no longer hold it back and I tell them now. But this is an important piece. What you mentioned about the biotoxins, I couldn't spell my name. There was so many uh, toxins in my system and it breached the blood-brain barrier. So I couldn't tell the difference between a D or a B. You start losing memory. You have the awareness of like when you're 80 or 100 or 120 or whatever it is that you're becoming senile. It's freaking scary. It was the hell of all hells. And when I allowed the darkness in, when I allowed, that's what I'm saying, when I tell tell people to feel a darkness, like I can now spend time with someone who wants to kill himself and be totally content. I used to avoid these things. Now I'll go in with people. I got a cognition about a physical treatment that I want to share with you that was powerful for this. And there is nothing more powerful to remove toxins, heavy metals. I know most people that are dealing with bacteria and parasites, it's the coffee enema. I do have a video on YouTube. If you look up Dr. Cody Goldman, coffee enemas, this is the most powerful A gentleman in uh, the 1950s spent his entire life basically researching coffee enema. He cured 50 different types of cancers and he created clinics in the U.S. The American Medical Association banned him from practicing in the U.S. saying that it was that the coffee enemas were not medical. <laughs> and they were like, you can't practice this. So he moved his entire family to, which are, they're still there, Mexico. And you can now fly down there and check into their clinics. His name is Dr. Gershon. Enema saved my life. One of the most incredible things to remove parasites. What it does, it's, it balances what's called a Herxheimer reaction, which you're familiar with. When you have any bacteria or some parasites and you kill them, they repoison you. And it's very hard to remove the poison, except the coffee enema is golden for this. So that's a side note from, I don't use this for weight loss by any means. I use it to clean out toxins for people. And then I'll go into actually clean out fat and that sort of stuff. So just a side note for you. And I will put the link to that in the show notes for my listeners, because I will definitely be trying that. I feel like we could talk for hours, but we probably should wrap it up. You are a busy guy. I mean, there's so much gold in this episode already, but if there's like one burning piece of advice to give to my fellow heart listeners, what would it be? This is maybe me being selfish, but I would honestly 
go on Amazon and get the book, The Four Secrets to Healthy Weight Loss, because it isn't just about weight loss, as you can see. Yeah. There's it's about far- health. Exactly. That's what it is. I really, it's about healthy, right? And it's about life. thriving. Sorry to interrupt, but that's really the whole point of my podcast, Dr. Cody, is I believe we as heart patients have the right to thrive despite our diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's I love that you said that. That fourth secret in the book runs through a process of rewiring the charges, the emotional things you've been holding in. Mm-hmm. It goes through a process of releasing them. I think that's probably the biggest bonus that anyone can get. I have an uncle last year who died of, uh, he was in his 60, he died of heart failure and he was 60. You know, he didn't have that much weight. He was probably 25 pounds, but he had a gut. And it was like, I, you know, I couldn't ever talk to him, especially men are challenging to talk to you about emotions and what he was storing. So that last chapter will run you through how to really rewire the emotions. And I think that's let yourself feel what's there. And mm-hmm. if you can't get someone to help you, there's a process of feeling emotions. I mean, in this day and age, doctors, you don't go to the doctor. They don't talk, they don't talk to you about emotions. It's like it's no, no big no. deal. Mm-hmm. Repressed emotions lead to illness. You want to find a cause? It's not that you're not taking enough pills or medication. It's the things you're not feeling. So that's the biggest piece of advice. I love it. And I think that is a great place to end it. I want to thank you, Dr. Cody, for taking time out of your day to help us make our lives better and to help us thrive. Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing. And thanks for being here. And I think you've got some great stuff to be able to give off to people. So I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing a few heartbeats of your day with me today. Please be sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Share with a friend who will value what we discussed. Go to either Apple Podcasts and write us a review or mark those stars on Spotify. I read these and your feedback is so encouraging and it also helps others find this podcast. Also, please feel free to drop me a note at boots at theheartchamberpodcast.com. I truly want to know how you're doing and if this podcast has been a source of hope, inspiration, and healing for you. Again, I am your host, Boots Knighton, and thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday for another episode of The Heart Chamber.